0: Welcome to the audio version of Stop Ideating, Start Executing from Retained Learnings. No plan survives first contact, anyways. Welcome to the 35 subscribers who have joined the Retained Learnings community over the last two weeks. If you haven't subscribed, join 583 learners on this journey by subscribing at retainedlearnings.io. Please feel free to hit reply and let me know your thoughts or forward this newsletter or podcast to someone you think would find it valuable. If you find value in these emails and podcasts, help us grow by sharing it with a friend and encouraging them to sign up. You can help us reach our quarter three goal of 1,625 subscribers. The most common question I'm asked goes like this. How do I come up with a great idea for a business? I know a ton of people who want to be entrepreneurs, but can't figure out where to start. This post is for you. Execution versus ideation. Building a great business requires luck, skill, and timing across many inputs. Some of these inputs are controllable, whereas others are not. Here's a quick list. Number one, the idea. Number two, the execution. Number three, the market. And number four, the team. The idea is comprised of three essential parts. The customers, the problem you're solving on their behalf, and how your revenue model works. Interviews with founders make it seem as though the Eureka moment is all that matters. The media makes it seem like an entrepreneurial journey looks like this. Brilliant idea, yada, 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 something about execution and customer acquisition and then success. In reality, a great idea is the product of iteration. and iteration requires execution. We think that the ideation phase is the most critical phase and everything's downhill from there, right? Wrong. Execution is the most critical part of any business or journey. Plenty of people had the idea to start a digital social network or sell products on the Internet. Execution set entrepreneurs like Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos apart from their competition, not ideation. Execution entails marketing your idea, selling to customers, fulfilling orders, receiving feedback, and iterating on your business model. No matter how much you've read and studied entrepreneurs, executing a good idea is challenging. Even the best operators are lousy when they start practicing new skills. This is why it's so critical to begin practicing. Quantity begets quality, so start practicing as soon as possible. Begin executing and gain momentum. Move faster, execute more frequently, and have more conversations so you can strengthen your business. Here's a quick nugget of truth about execution and ideation that influences the rest of this podcast. Your idea will morph a thousand times as you execute it. The final appearance of your business will look different than the initial idea. Your customers, their problems, your solution, and your pricing structure will evolve as you learn through execution. It's imperative that we move out of the ideation phase and into the execution phase so that we can begin learning those lessons. The market. You can save yourself a lot of trouble by picking a great market. No matter how brilliant your team, idea, and execution are, a lousy market will crush your dreams. Here are some things to quickly look at. Number one, is it a large market? Number two, is it growing, and how quickly? Number three, are there existing competitors? Competitors are a sign that people make money doing this. Do these competitors race to the bottom on pricing, which is a bad sign. It could be selling a commoditized product. Finally, the team. When you're first starting out, the only asset you have is your time. Here's some things to think about when assembling a team. Number one, if you want to move fast, go solo. If you want to go far, do it with a partner. Number two, diversity of experience and skills is critical. Homogenous founders see things the same way and miss opportunities. Number three, founder market fit is a real thing. Make sure you're conquering a problem market and serving customers who you know. So how do you come up with a great idea? Step one, make a list of potential customers. Who do you know? Who do you enjoy spending time with? Make lists by looking at what these people have in common. Are they business owners? Do they share a hobby or a profession? Are there cultural affinities you can tap into? This is the most important part of ideation. You're going to spend a lot of time serving this population, so make sure it's a group of people you care about. Building a business is challenging and all-consuming, but you'll only fail in one of two ways. You'll fail because your business runs out of either cash or energy. Picking a group of people you care about is a surefire way to have your business Charge your batteries rather than drain them. Step two, categorize their ability to pay. Newsflash, if your customers can't pay, you can't build a business serving them. Regardless of how acute their problems are, customers who cannot pay you are not customers. The businesses that serve these customers are nonprofits. What about the companies that don't charge their users? The users are not customers. Facebook doesn't charge its users. They charge companies to advertise to those users. Their customers are advertisers, the users are the product. Building a business like this is fine, but you got to recognize who you're serving as a customer. You need to be accommodating of their needs. Step number three, what problems do your customers face? This is a challenging exercise. If you're selling to a business, I can make this problem much simpler for you. A business will pay you to do one of three things. Number one, help them sell more of their products and services. Number two, help them cut their costs. Number three, help them capitalize their business. Everything else a business does is in support of these three objectives. Understanding consumer problems is challenging, but you can reference Maslow's hierarchy to start. In general, more customers spend money towards the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy. These are things that are like psychological needs, safety needs, etc. Those who can afford to move up the pyramid have more disposable income. So you may be able to charge a premium for services or products that satisfy higher levels of the period like esteem and self-actualization here's one more helpful graphic in thinking about consumer spending uh, there's a graphic from the bureau of labor statistics the top categories are that people spend money on are housing transportation food personal insurance and pensions healthcare. targeting sectors where people are spending money is critical don't reinvent the wheel here solve a pain point people are already paying for. Step four, manually solve these problems. This is where most people get stuck. They have an idea, but they try to earn $1 million before earning $1. Stop thinking about scale and how the product will look when it's adopted broadly. Start thinking about how to make your first dollar. You need to build a complex piece of software to launch. You likely haven't simplified the problem enough. There are very few business ideas that can't be simplified. If you're launching a cloud-based platform to make financial modeling simple for aspiring entrepreneurs, have you tried selling them an Excel template? Have you tried selling them your services to build the model for them instead? This newsletter is actually a great example of a simpler approach. I want to write a book. Instead of spending months working to release something that nobody wants to read, I decided to start posting to LinkedIn four times a week. Posting online is a lot simpler. It allows me to get immediate feedback on what works. I'm building an audience of book customers in the process. Eventually, I launched a newsletter and now a podcast for longer form content. Here's another example. Let's say you want to build an automated rickshaw to carry people around LA. This type of solution doesn't exist yet, but there are a lot of people in LA who need transportation. Rather than raising money, which is very challenging, pouring it into R&D for years and then seeing if anyone is interested, you could buy a rickshaw and confirm demand the old fashioned way. In the process, you'd learn if people are willing to pay and what sort of customers you would attract. As a bonus, you'll make some money, which is actually the whole point of business for those who read too much TechCrunch. Perhaps you'll learn that your automated rickshaw is a terrible idea. That's a great outcome because you can pivot or shut it down and move on to the next idea quickly. If it's a great idea, you'll make some cash and expand operations. Perhaps you'll learn that what people enjoy about rickshaw rides is the human component. In conclusion, there's a great quote. Everybody wants to be a bodybuilder, but nobody wants to lift this heavy ass weight. Ronnie Coleman, eight time, Mr. Olympia. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, but very few will ever make that first sale. The hardest thing about entrepreneurship is starting. And the hardest part of starting is making your first sales, identify your target customer, talk to them on the phone, propose your solution to fix their problems and how much you would charge and then iterate. If you can do this, you can start a business. Good luck. Best, Brendan.